0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Networks, your weekly podcast on all things related to business networks and alumni communities. In this episode, I'll share nine steps to help you build a solid foundation for your alumni community to enable your launch and alumni community growth to be as successful as possible. I am your host, Martine Davies, and I'm passionate about developing networks that create value for the individuals in the network your people, past, present and future and provide real results in terms of return on investment for the organisation. The best online communities are thriving, engaging destinations that people want to return to again and again. But if you want to start a new online alumni community that will thrive, engaging your alumni, members or employees, growing your return on investment and providing real business value, you first need to start with careful planning. This episode is about how to build a strong foundation, how to plan for an alumni community that will thrive, building loyalty among your alumni users. I've pulled together a step-by-step process to help you think through how to start an alumni community. Step 1. Assess your company strategy. If you want to build a successful alumni community for your company, the first step is understanding all the goals and motivations behind the need or decision for an alumni community. Overall, the community's goals should be driven by both your organization's and your users' goals. Sometimes people think of alumni communities as a siloed offering, relegated to one team, like marketing or human resources, or the support function rather than the whole business. There will be different departments with goals that overlap your goals for an alumni community, so you need to be aware of this and bring the departments with you, so your goals can overlap and work together. Figuring this out at the outset will help you make sure your community effort succeeds in the long run. Why do you want to create a community? How can it help your organisation and your users? You'll need to understand goals that various stakeholder groups are striving for. That's not just the users, it's also amongst your internal teams and leadership teams. So I've got three suggestions. One, get hold of your company strategy and in particular, the priority goals for the year and three years ahead. This helps you to understand how the alumni community will fit in and how the alumni community can serve those goals. Two, bring multiple departments on the journey with you because an alumni community will support the goals of multiple departments or functions within your business. And three, take heed of the great ideas from others. There will be ideas that your colleagues will share with you that will work really well for your online community. And make sure to include these in your plans. It will help with internal buy-in too. Step two is all about understanding your alumni community needs. Knowing your company strategy and where the alumni community fits in is one step. I'd argue that the most important step is understanding and knowing your alumni network. In doing so, you can assess their needs so you can ensure the community is built with your alumni users in mind. Delivering an engaging alumni community that your alumni will want to come to again and again begins with determining the jobs that motivate your alumni to join and come to the online community platform. The alumni community you start needs to feel like it belongs to your alumni and not to you. You'll benefit from it, of course, but your alumni and their needs have to come first, if you want it to be a success. Before you create your alumni community, think about how alumni will access the community, what content they will engage with and how they'll communicate. Once you've got some ideas in mind, you'll be ready to have conversations and discussions with your potential alumni community members. Ask about the type of resources your alumni will find most compelling and the triggers that will best solicit their participation. Just a note here that during this process, the rapport you build with the maybe small group of alumni individuals will become increasingly valuable to your community's long-term success this small number of members especially in the first few weeks and months can support you to encourage wide-ranging engagement and a volume of community activity. When you involve users, members or customers at the beginning of this process you're building advocates by giving them buy-in. Communicate with them as a special group as you move forward and you can lean on this group in the future to be beta testers and early adopters. Step 3 Build buy in across your company. Before you get too deep into the community planning process, begin testing the concept internally and build buy in across the business. This can be informal, using the opportunities to gather insights, ideas, and identify challenges raised by your colleagues. Once you've done your initial research, it's time to do your prep work so that you're ready to recruit advocates and supporters across the business and in other functions and departments. As you do your research, your next step is to think about how to demonstrate how the online alumni community aligns with and supports the overall company's strategic plan, as well as the different function or department goals. Step four, set goals and KPIs to measure community success. Before you launch your online community, you'll want to set goals and key performance indicators so that you can make sure you're on track and can measure your success. I'd recommend measuring both engagement metrics and business metrics. Engagement metrics measure how active your community is, while your business metrics measure the business impact of the community. When you come up with metrics to track, make sure you're matching them to the strategic plan of your company and the needs of your users. In addition, I strongly recommend to set up specific goals for the launch of your community, which could range from anything from 0 to 6 to even to 9 months. These goals should be easily measurable and attainable, but aggressive. You want to grow your community. Step 5. Decide how you'll manage your online community. Before you select a platform for your community, think through how you'll structure it. Depending on the size and needs of your user base, you may opt to keep everyone in one large community, or you might want to segment users by topic, location, product type or role type into their own sub-communities, each with their own individual opportunities to connect, whether that's through events, blogs, forums or discussion threads. Once you have defined the structure of your alumni community and or sub-communities, Consider what you want in each group. You'll want your community layout to have a really intuitive navigation. The idea here, and if you follow the community lifecycle framework, is to start small, grow, and as you learn your users' needs, you can consider adding more specific subcommunities and different features to support their growing needs. Step 6. Select the right community platform for your needs. If you want an engaged alumni community, you need to build your community in the right place. When you can motivate members to consistently engage in the community, you impact key experience metrics. But before you start making a list of potential solutions, you should know what you need the platform to do. This is where the work you did to determine the goals and the community organisation comes in handy. If your alumni community is built for engagement, your community can help your organisation achieve higher productivity, deliver more innovative products and services, and improve loyalty amongst your alumni. Also, as you evaluate different vendors or providers, keep in mind the activities your audience expressed interest in, so you can choose a product or a solution that will maximise participation. Once you have well-defined organisational requirements, you'll be in a good position to jump into research. Based on your organisation's needs, research the different functions and features included in each potential platform to make sure it has everything you want. And remember, you should be starting small, so you may not want to turn on all the different features at the very beginning. This is something you might do over a period of six months, a year, even three years. Step 7. Build your team and support network. Every organisation needs at least some dedicated management for their community. This is one common reason a community will fail, lack of active management. Communities need someone to take care of them. What it comes down to, no matter the situation, is accountability. You'll need someone to keep your community going, tend to it and create engagement. What you put into your alumni community engagement tactics is what you will get out. You'll also want to encourage active participation from your internal supporters. Get your advocates to help promote, talk about and engage their colleagues with the alumni community. Step 8. Develop your alumni community engagement plan. People typically join communities because they want to grow their knowledge, connect with others and build their own brand. Unfortunately, these same people may get distracted, forgetting why they joined, especially if they don't find something to engage them on the first visit. There are a lot of moving parts to capture their attention, but it boils down to, is your content of value to them? As you form your approach, keep these three pillars in mind. Find, connect, collaborate. Once your user finds the community, is it easy for them to get involved and collaborate? Once they're there, they should have many touch points for getting involved and contributing. So it's all about building a destination that's designed for them to engage. Step nine, develop your approach to alumni community management and moderation. Making sure your online community platform feels safe and enjoyable for all of your alumni is essential for the function of your community. And this is where community moderation becomes so important. Setting a clear set of alumni community policies and guidelines up front is a great way to address and future proof the alumni community. A large part of becoming a good online alumni community moderator is knowing how to strike the balance between controlling conversations to maintain order, contributing to keep conversations fresh, and giving alumni users enough freedom to feel like they can express themselves. Clearly you don't want complete mayhem, but you don't want to discourage discussions before they even get going. Moderation typically involves three elements. Curating user-generated content, for example, on the online community platform, to ensure quality and alignment to the organisation's rules of engagement. Maintaining an online platform environment to encourage open and appropriate discussions. And participating in an online environment where the rules of engagement are established and protected. Planning your alumni community using these planning steps Will help you toward the launch of your new community and will hopefully help you move forward during and after launch creating the strong foundations to successfully create and facilitate an engaging alumni community and network so to wrap these up here are the nine steps again one assess your company strategy two understand your alumni audience three Build buy-in and support internally within your company. Four. Set your goals and KPIs. Five. Map out how you'll manage your alumni community. Six. Choose a suitable alumni community platform. Seven. Build your team and support network. Eight. Develop your community engagement plan. And nine develop your approach to alumni community management and moderation. So thank you for joining me this week on Let's Talk Networks. Remember to visit our website www.relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk where you can access all the podcast episodes on demand. Join me again next week on Let's Talk Networks.